Hello everyone! This podcast is in the category of those that contain explicit content, so I truly believe that adult people that gonna listen to that understand that I just want to share my story with others because I know that people are curious about that. It will not be a story about easy money. There were such things in my story as immigration jail, the shelter for women that suffered from trading and violence, police, the Supreme Court and so on. So it's gonna be more like a scenario for a movie, probably a low-budget one, than a fairy tale about luxurious life. And I'm sure that you're smart enough to make your own choices in life. I want to make this podcast regular, to have it out every week, and I'm not a native English speaker, as you can hear it, but I decided to make it in English, because more people gonna be able to understand what I'm talking about, so I apologize in advance for my English. Hope you will enjoy listening to me. Today I will tell you about Eskert in Israel. Israel was the first country where I and a friend of mine went to work for the first time four years ago. It was summer 2016. Before that time I never worked in that business and neither did a friend of mine. Back then I was 22 years old and I lived with my friend in St. Petersburg. Uh, I worked as a translator in a crazy boring company that was dealing with electrotechnical equipment and my friend was a personal fitness trainer. In May 2016, I decided that I can't go to the office again and again every single day and stay over there for eight hours, looking forward to 6, 6 p.m. to go home finally, then going by subway and bus for two hours and all of that for $400 a month. And I decided to leave the job. I just decided that I can't know more and I said to myself, I quit. The problem was that I didn't find any job instead, but I began to look for a dream job, but the days were passing and the dream job didn't want to be found. And I was about to have run out of money completely. My friend didn't have money either, both of us, me and her, are from a different city originally, so in St. Petersburg, in such a big city, we were by ourselves. By the way, um, we were at the university together and both of us have bachelor's degrees of psychology. I also have a translation degree, but we couldn't find a well-paid job at all. So uh, we just were not needed without any experience and we couldn't uh, gain that experience because nobody wanted to hire us without the experience. So it was such a stupid circle. My friend, let's call her Kate, had a friend from God knows where that worked as an escort. So once in a while this girl called my friend and told her how she went here, how she went there, how she went to Cyprus and then she went to Seoul and made plenty of money. And once my friend shared with that girl that we were stuck without money at all and she said that we were idiots that and that we should have started working as escorts long ago so she gave us a phone number of a manager that was supposed to help us in the beginning we were rejecting this idea because it was creepy and we were scared and it sounded disgusting but one day when we already hardly had food we called her i mean this manager um, she was a young woman around 30 years old not very educated but friendly and she told us that if we don't have good pictures made by a professional photographer, we can't count on any good job in St. Petersburg because all the other girls 
have good pictures so we can we just cannot compete with them so she told us if uh, so she told us that uh, the only way for us was to go to Israel because their professional pictures are not required so much we were crazy scared because we thought that abroad our passports will be taken and we will be sex slaves for sure but she ensured us that nobody literally cares about our IDs, that girls want to go there by themselves and they're asking for the job by, them, by, by themselves. By the way, later I got to know from other girls that sex slavery in Israel exists, but I will tell you about that later. Not in this episode. Um, in the end, we agreed to go there. We were told uh, how to get from the airport to the city where we were supposed to work. Uh, the city is called Eilat. It's, uh, it's located in the south of the country. And we were given a phone number of a woman called Jane. Of course, it wasn't her real name. In the end, she was just Natasha. And by the way, I'm changing the names, even fake working names, just in case. So we borrowed money from everywhere. Uh, everywhere where we only could borrow money. And Jane told us the instructions. She gave us the instructions about passing the border control in Israeli airport. First of all, we were not aware of how hard it is to pass the border control in Israel, Israeli airport. And we were very surprised later when we got to know how hard it really is and that plenty of people are not allowed to get inside to the country without any explanation. They kept for hours in investigation room, asked million questions again and again, why they came there and so on. And in the end, they're just taken to immigration jail for a week, right from the airport, and then they're deported without any chance to come back ever again, and without even taking a look at Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. Regular people that uh, really came as tourists, not sex workers. Can you imagine? Read about it, it's completely crazy. But back then, we didn't know all of that, and maybe it was good that we didn't know, because if we did, maybe we would be too frightened even to try to go there. Anyway, we got the instructions. We were supposed to pretend we didn't know each other already on the plane, to look as not sexy as possible, dirty hair in a ponytail, oversized clothes, no makeup, no fake lashes, no nails, no nothing. We booked hotel rooms in a lot and printed a ticket back in three weeks from the date we arrived. Of course, we were not going to stay in these hotel rooms and the, the booking was not paid, but we just needed these printed papers. Um, Otherwise, otherwise, you will not be allowed to get inside for sure. The return ticket is required. Um, booking of the hotel or apartment is required as well. And of course, we were supposed to have cash, but we hardly did. I had something like $100 in my wallet, but Jane told me that it's okay. Just say that you have a credit card and it will be enough because they cannot check it. In fact, as a person that went to Israel five more times after that time, I can say that it was completely stupid to go alone. I mean, pretending going alone. Because it's very suspicious that a young girl 
goes alone to a different country. By the way, it was my the first trip abroad ever uh, without money at all. So it was better to go with somebody that it could look like a normal vacation, like you're going with the friends or something, and take more money with me. But it, it could look much less suspicious and increase chances to pass the border control. But we didn't have the money. And I have to say that I know cases when a booked hotel or a paid tour trip and $1,000 cash, because $5,000 would be too suspicious as well, didn't help and people were not allowed to get inside and they were deported. Uh, we learned that uh, we're going for a vacation to a lot to enjoy the Red Sea and that we were planning to go to the Dead Sea for a couple of days and to Jerusalem. That was the legend, st standard phrases of a tourist that goes to Israel. Now, when I look back then, I'm shocked that we were allowed to get inside and both of us got the visa for three months with all these problems we had, but we were. Uh, then it took us around five hours to get by bus from Tel Aviv to Eilat. Jane appeared to be 45 or 47 years old woman, but she was trying her best to look young and fresh by Botox injections and lip augmentation, but it didn't help so much. And we gave the last money for renting the apartment that agency found for us. After that, we needed to pay with the money we earned there because we didn't have any money anymore at all. Um, we had only debts for the tickets and all the rest. And we were offered two kinds of work before we got there. Working in the same apartment where we were supposed to live uh, for in-call, meaning that Clients come to you one by one for 30 minutes, tops, uh, and it includes only one happy end, and then one coming. The client can come only once. If a client came after 2 minutes, that's it. If he didn't come after 30 minutes, that's it as well. And the price was low, 30 300, I'm sorry, 300 shekel, that is around $80, but a girl gets only 50% of that because the agency takes another 50%, meaning only $40. And also uh, paying 100 shekel a day for the apartment to the agency. Or there was another option, outcall, meaning that the driver from the agency will come and take you to the client. And the price was from 800 to 1200 shekel for an hour. 50-50 with the agency as well, two commons, the client can come twice in an hour, and the apartment where you're gonna live is on you, the agency doesn't help you with that at all. We chose the latter one because it's more money for less people that you have to have sex with, and it was very very hard for me, and after the first day I was crying and going to leave everything and just go back home by my friend convinced me to stay saying that if we already have got there uh, we should try at least to make some money i said to myself that as soon as i make enough money to pay debts and buy a ticket back home i will leave the place but after a week i already started to think the way my friend did if i'm already here i should stay for all these three weeks because we were about to go back um, in three weeks from the moment we arrived we had the ticket back, 
and uh, I decided to make as much money as I can. That all of that is not gonna, that all of that is gonna worth the effort. And I was crying, suffering from pain because before that I had sex only with seven guys for all my life, and now I have to fuck with a lot of men that I don't like. Uh, by the way the agency was good and they saw that it was very hard for us and once they gave us a day of vacation and we took a trip to Jerusalem and the Dead Sea um, so it was uh, it was nice of them as you got to know after agencies don't do that so often if you come for a trip you work every day um, well, we worked only with condoms, including oral sex, and it was a problem because none of the clients that pay 800 shekel for an hour wants a blowjob in a condom. So the clients started to complain to the agency, and agency told us that we had to suck without condoms because all the other girls do that. Later, I figured out that it was a lie and not all the other girls do that. But back then, we didn't know that, and we agreed after fighting with ourselves. We brought with us a special antiseptic liquid from Russia that is called chlorgixidin. Uh, our manager told us to do that, to clean ourselves uh, with that after work, to clean the mouth and uh, the vagina and so on, despite we were doing everything with the condom. By the way, on the Russian Wikipedia it's saying that chlorgixidin kills everything, literally everything, both viruses and bacteria, and helps against even against HIV, so we truly believe that it helped. Maybe it did a bit, but for sure it didn't help against HIV. Um, so the clients were different from 25 to 50 years old usually. It was either a client's apartment or a hotel room. Apartments were very, very different as well, from luxurious and very expensive ones to shitty ones where it was disgusting even to sit on the bed without, to sit on the bed even in clothes. I'm not talking about sitting naked and lying down over there. So from this kind of clients, I just refused and I said that I'm sorry, I'm not a pig and I'm not going to work in such conditions. And the agency was good. They didn't do a problem about it. Same goes about the hotels. It could be a very expensive hotel and next time it could be a shitty hotel for exactly this kind of meetings, you understand, just for an hour. And anytime in these hotels you can find prostitutes. I heard the stories from prostitutes that came uh, to this kind of a hotel, did a mistake with the room, with the room number, and over there uh, somebody somebody was sitting over there, uh, a man, a client, and he said, oh, you're okay, you're okay, come in, you can stay. I was waiting for another one, but you're okay. 90% um, of clients in Israel do drugs, usually it's cocaine, and we didn't do, me and my friend didn't do, and that's why we never had loan stands in such companies. Because clients like that, they want to have fun, and that you're going to do drugs with them as well. Some of them didn't force us, but anyway, most of them didn't want us to stay longer uh, if we didn't do drugs. Other girls uh, that do drugs, they can stay for hours, 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 and not even having sex, just doing drugs with them and be paid. Uh, every hour. Um, prices for rent are crazy over there. 
if you're a tourist, for example, an apartment that costs tops 2,000 shekel a month for Israeli citizen, for us costs 6,500 shekel, and we couldn't do anything about that. Uh, because these are the rules and these are the prices. Each of us paid $500 to the manager for all this contacts information that she gave us. Um, to be honest, it's completely nonsense to pay the manager the money for phone numbers of agencies. Um, but you get to know about that only you go somewhere a couple of times and you already have your own contacts, you meet girls, you get to know girls that can give you some contacts as well, you exchange contacts of agencies and that's it. Uh, by the way, next times when I was in Israel, after a year or two, after a couple of years, I started to work as a freelancer just for a couple of agencies and did my own schedule. Um, but about that, I'm gonna tell you in the next episode because I don't want to make the podcast too long. So that's gonna be the first one. Um, probably I gave too much information for a short period of time, but this is my first experience of making a podcast, and I really do feel like sharing with you all of that. I really hope that it's gonna be interesting for somebody because from my private life i know that people are very very interested about these kind of stories and i have a crazy story to tell so i decided to share with each and everyone who can hear me this story that uh, young girls that won't get inside this business gonna think twice if they want to make this kind of choice or not and that they're gonna understand from my experience how it's gonna affect your life after that and it's gonna <laughs> So I'm not making my personal experience uh, the common the common rule. Don't get me wrong, but uh, anyway, everything that I can tell about is my own experience. And again, I have the crazy story. So that was the beginning. I really hope that it was interesting to listen to. I'm gonna make another episode as soon as I can and publish that as well. So thank you very much for listening. Have a nice day. Take care.